Bay FM 99.9, organic community radio. Harvested fresh every day. Welcome to the studios now and into the belly kitchen, Michael Lyon. How are you? Hey, Rachel. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. You are um, many things, but you're also the Bay FM treasure, treasurer. Thanks for... Treasurer and treasurer. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thanks for taking on that role. Yeah, no, it's been really um, interesting to see the inner workings of a radio station, actually. Does it um, compare in any way to Santos Organics? Yeah, there's a little bit of it. I'd say there's a lot more politics going on here than there is at Santos, but... Uh, you know, it's all good. We'll work through those, don't worry. So you're here specifically because it is uh, Australian Organic Awareness Month. Um, let's start with just the name Santos because, uh, you know, it's kind of up there next to the not-so-good Santos, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we, we do suffer from that comparison from time to time. But I quite like it. We, we've been around for, yeah, 30, 40 years. And um, they say any publicity is good publicity, and it, it always gives us the opportunity to talk about it. So they're pretty much diametrically opposed to what we're about. You know, we're into organic, um, sustainable things that are giving back to the planet, and they're sort of taking away the outdated fossil fuel industry, um, digging up the earth, not putting, you know, giving back. It's it's outdated, and we're pretty happy to to compare favourably, shall we say. Well, yeah. So as you say, it has been going for like 30 or 40 years. When did you get involved in Santos and what was your first role? I started maybe three or four years ago. Um, Santos was going through a, a, a troubled time and my background's in accounting and management, so strategic sort of things like that. Yeah, so I had a bit of a look at that and we sort of rearranged things a bit. Took over as general manager shortly after that. Um, just been rolling with it and... The turnaround's been great and, you know, we're in a position now where we can really start to promote things and do things and in invest resources in, in things that are going on. So, it's Such a great asset in our community as well. I mean, this month is Australian Organic Awareness Month and Santos Organics is uh, an Australian Organic Certified Processor. So can you just elaborate on what that means? Yeah, sure. So, well, the ACO, um, Australian Certified Organic, is the largest certifying body in Australia, which deals with everything to do with the process of bringing organic food to your plate. So they look at the, the farm, uh, how that's been prepared, uh, what what's used in the production of that food, and then it goes from there to the retailers. And every step of the way, they're sort of looking into that to make sure that there's no chemicals, pesticides and things which you know, uh, are harmful to human health and to environmental health. So that's there that we bring in and we'll repackage that into smaller quantities or we'll make mueslis, trail mixes, things like that. So as a certified processor, they, they come in and they analyse what we do, how we do it, make sure that it's kosher uh, in, and in line with their principles. You've got people sort of doing all sorts of things. There, it's interesting you? because the people that come and work for Santos, they have an interest in this stuff already, you know, and, and we often get pulled up by our staff just on the floor saying like, I don't know about this, don't know about that, and, you know, constantly sort of suggesting ways for us to improve and things we can do better. I remember walking in the other day with a, a coffee. It was in a recycled coffee container like you know like oh you could, you could be doing better there you could have your own little stainless steel one it's like yep hold my uh, hand up and is there a bit of pressure on you being the general manager to uh, always appear organic um well, i'm not too much into the appearances thing I, I i like to do things properly for myself but yeah sure um you feel that from time to time but but i, I love the opportunity to you know for people to say things you know ways to improve and and, and to present 
a better image, I guess. Has it changed your life um, since you started managing? I mean, just being in that environment, you know, certain things changed? I wouldn't say completely, but yeah, major change. <laughs> there are there are still things which um, you know I, I do enjoy, which probably don't fit. You wouldn't see in a Santos shop. But yeah, no, my uh, my whole diet and you know what you'll see in my fridge is is vastly different than what it was say four years ago. That's great. It's never too late to change. What role is Santos playing in this whole Organic Awareness Month? Okay, so this month we're offering you know all our stores, the warehouse in our Byron store and our Mullumbimby store, the opportunity for people to sign up to a newsletter. So if you uh, get along to Santos, sign yourself and a friend up. We're going to start a new newsletter um, in November. Sorry, what, what about the old one? So we're actually doing a like this is more of a locally based newsletter. It's sort of really to talk about things which are happening locally. So um, you know all the local farmers, producers, processors, things that are going on locally, um, and trying to build those networks and let people know you know what's what's happening and and ways to do things that are being promoted through events in the in the community. Yeah, so we're as part of that, if you uh, sign up, you and a friend, just make sure you ask the friend first before you give their email address. No imaginary friends. No imaginary friends. We will be sending out invitations, which will be accepted. Assuming that that's the case, uh, you'll then go into a draw, and we have a $500 voucher, um, which you can spend in, in any Santos outlet for the winner of that prize draw. Uh, and then the newsletter is planning to is planned to go out every month, and every month we'll also be giving away a $50 voucher for the next 12 months once that newsletter is up and running. It's like it's really just to promote the local, um, and particularly organic farming and, and events, um, you know, and getting involved in your local community, more so than maybe taking tips from Jamie Oliver off TV about Woolworths. Well, maybe we can um, combine that somehow in the Belly Show as well and just uh, keep a little updates from the newsletter coming through because, you know, these are things that are great to share. If you like, we can come in and do the draw every month on, on ah, the Belly Show. Yeah. We can, as long as you draw my name out. <laughs> <laughs> so how has the organic industry shaped the business, Santos, or over the years? Or would you say the business has sort of shaped the organic industry? Yeah, that's a good question. It's it's kind of a symbiotic relationship. I think Santos was one of the first that really made the change into promoting, you know, that sort of organic farming, organic products, and and really having that conversation with local farmers to encourage them to change and make the change to their methods to enable them to be certified as a as an organic farmer. That works both ways. We get the benefit of that, and we can we, we get to buy that produce and, and and sell it in the stores. And yeah, it's just it's something which we believe strongly in because it, it regenerates the land and it gives back to the land. You know, and instead of using harmful pesticides and chemicals, which is also very fossil fuel intensive when you traditional farming methods and say traditional in the commercial sort of sense of the last fifty hundred years. It's something that we, you know we we do believe in strongly, and we've been happy to be a part of. Are there any other Santos shops around, or is it just in the Byron Shire? Not yet, not yet. But we are looking at, you know, the potential in the future of, of maybe spreading the message. You won't see us jumping over to a place like Sydney or something like that. But you know, maybe sort of on the outskirts of where we currently serve, we'd like to continue to, you know, expand and promote that message and hopefully convert a lot of local farmers into organic methods. Lovely Sam Cook. Change is going to come. That's a J-Pod remix. Love that. Michael, what's your style of music? What do you like listening to? Oh, you have some good music in Santos. You guys play great, great tunes. 
Yeah, it's it's pretty hard to get on there sometimes. If you try and get a hold of the of the of the music, they'll um they'll they'll get on top of you. They're, you know, it's pretty hard to get a, a slot. You almost need it like presenters thing. You know, like a roster. I've um, been tempted myself. I've been in there and I've seen where the iPod is and like you know there's the track finishes. It's not and a I bad think, idea actually. Cust- customer input. We're gonna have to have some sort of sensor on it. But yeah, no, it's uh, no. I'm I'm sort of into the prog rock stuff. I'm a bit of old school. I like. You know, any of that sort of 60s, 70s, even 80s psychedelic style rock, you know, Pink Floyds and Led yeah. Zeppelin. So you listen like to that. the show on Saturday nights? Mitch does like a psychedelic rock show. Yeah, no, I've caught that before without actually knowing and, and, and put it on. And it's, it's great, yeah. So we're here with Michael Lyon. He's the general manager of Santos Organics and it is Australian Organic Awareness Month. So we're just having a chat it's about the business and, you know, how it, it touches all of us really here in the community. Does it align with your vision right now? I mean, I don't know where you started when you first came in or what you had envisioned for the business or, or even the organic industry, but is it does it have a long way to go or are you just forever kind of growing and adapting to, you know, what the community needs? Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, the key point is always to run things as a business because it's the first thing you need to take care of. And, and I think that um, Santos has had a lot of ideals in the past and it's been morphing over a number of years into into its current form. Um, there's a lot of visions and ideals and things wrapped up in, in in that. And I find that sort of aligned with my personal vision, certainly in, in terms of the world and, and our need to become more sustainable environmentally and economically. I mean, the shops themselves have changed so much as well, haven't they? I mean, did you, was that kind of come from you, that idea of moving them all around and getting them a bit more Yeah, so that was the original remit, was to look at the business and actually, you know, let's let's get down to nuts and bolts and, and fix the, the basic stuff, customer service, you know, simple stuff, what you're buying, how much you're buying, you know, the lines you've got, but also the way we display things. And, yeah, we have made some changes renovations they seem to take forever you know it's it's like i wouldn't mind doing some renovating at home actually i'm yeah you know, i'm getting into the the swing of it now but that's the that was the main sort of focus point at the start it's just cleaning cleaning the house and you know really getting it efficient from there generating some wealth i mean we are a not-for-profit but obviously there's a lot we can do you know and there's a lot of things that we we like to support and promote and yeah, uh, there's been a lot of guests on belly that i've interviewed that have mentioned santos as as donating something or supporting them in some way how do you how do you manage to do that? We have a, something called the Staff Charity Fund. So as you may know, we have a, an ethics researcher who researches all of the products that, which we display in our stores, uh, making sure that they're clean and they pass the, the Santos test, if you like. And one of her roles is is to facilitate the staff charity scheme. So most of our staff will donate 1% of their, their net pay into this scheme. Santos matches that dollar for dollar. And then we will distribute that, you know, every six months to a year to organisations that get nominated by the staff, mostly local, some national, and, you know, sometimes we do international as well. You so know. people apply for that or you guys actually just go out there and choose who you want to give it to? can be a bit of both. You know, sometimes people will come and ask and I'll, and I'll refer them to Olivia, the ethics lady, to look at that from a staff charity angle. It also comes mainly from the staff, I'd say, you know, nominating organisations and we're hoping to encourage more of our staff actually to, to get involved in that process. How many staff do you have in these three huge shops? Yeah, it's... Because well, it's not just what you see as you walk into the food shop. I mean, there's so much going on behind the scenes, isn't there? Yeah, it's, it's incredible what it takes actually to manage a shop. You know, by the time you've, you've got a role and, and as a processor, so for example, all our specialists in your bulk food area, you've got a specialist in your fruit and veg and then they need assistance. You know, it's like constantly refilling of stock. 
from the people that research the products to the people who do the rosters, the people who, who you know, manage the finances, that do the bank. It's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of people. I couldn't give you an exact number, but um, it's definitely more than 70 um, across the three outlets. Do you have anyone that goes out to farms and things and actually looks and sources food, or do most people come to you? At the moment, most people come to us. Um, as I said, a few years ago, we went through that process of really encouraging a lot of farms to, to switch to organic. And I think at that time, there was a lot of those sort of visits. I've done a little bit of that, but yeah, at the moment, you know, there's still been so much to do, renovations and things that I guess we haven't really dedicated too much to that. Um, but I can definitely see us doing more of that in the future. There's a lot of people on the organic bandwagon. What, what shows people you know, what is actually real and what's not. I guess it's the ACO, is it? That, like as in when you walk into a shop and they might have a sign outside or I've known of some cafes that have called themselves an organic cafe but actually don't serve anything that is organic, but no one's to know the difference. It's difficult, isn't it? You know, what does it mean in that sense? I mean, there's a fair bit of trust in that process. Not everyone has gone through the process of certification. You know, it is. it can take some time and, and some, some money. So, you know, there are genuine people out there selling organic produce that may, may not be certified. And the ACO is only the largest of the certifying bodies, so there are other bodies that, that do that. But, yeah, it, it can make it a, a bit tricky in, in terms of differentiating and, and knowing in that way what's real and what's not. Certainly from our point of view, you know, we feel like we've got a good handle on that in terms of, you know, we, we also do stock some organic products that don't have the, the ACO bud on it. It's not... It's not possible for some people and a lot of stuff you just can't simply can't get certified organic, you know, it doesn't exist. So you're then looking at the next best options, you know. Difficult for the consumer. I can yeah, see that. yeah, it can be confusing and maybe this is whole awareness month, um I mean you can go online and, and have a look even at the um, organic awareness month Facebook page and there's all sorts of information and tips and things on there, which I guess we're gonna be finding in your newsletter. So let's just go back to the two different newsletters that you have so people can sort of know what one um, that's been going for quite some time online and the one that you're bringing out that people can register to and go into the draw for the $500 voucher for. Yeah, sure. So the, with the new one and the local information, it's, it's just much more locally based. So our other newsletter, which we've been running for several years, started with our online customers and so it's very general with its information you got information on health and, and recipes and um, things going on in, in that sphere products going in that sort of thing it's, it's much more focused on on those two aspects you know the specials we've got plus you know information relating to any given field of, of health or you know, nutrition recipes things like that so it's a lot broader and a lot more general in its in its format and I wouldn't say it's designed for online customers but certainly that was you know a large part of the readership comes from our online customer base the local one is is really just about promoting organics locally and organic farming and organic events people and things that they're doing and, and, and movies because you in. guys support a lot of documentaries you sponsor well yeah. we recently sponsored the worm is turning as you probably were you there for that well yeah the ladies came in and had an interview and yeah i saw the movie okay yeah. well, what'd you think yeah really powerful mm. moving you know so great to to know this information but then to actually visually see it as something something else you know it just made me as we were talking about earlier 
things that I need to, what more can I do? You know, and it's just so the choices your, that I make. what does your fridge look like? My fridge, my yeah. fridge is good. My fridge is all from the farmer's markets or Baz and Shaz's organics and local. I just, there's something in food. It doesn't necessarily have to be 100% organic, but if someone has put love and made, you know, something at, in their home with so much love in it, I think, you know, that's, that's, that's completely edible. I'm just not going to buy anything. I can't support the industries that are destroying the world. Totally. I mean, I just, I can't, you know. I'd rather go without something. I've learnt is that you don't actually need all the things that you think you need in the world, you know. And if something isn't there one day or is not available at the markets, well, then I just find something else and I find all these great new interesting flavors and you know make great combinations out of things that i would never have imagined mm. so yeah my fridge is pretty good it's never really that full i have to say i don't like hoard up on food i just no, go that's, that's good isn't it? it's always good yeah. to know what that's in there for and what you're going to make with it well and i come into to santos and i stand and just wait for the food to tell me you've got to buy me <laughs> i mean i don't have a list i just you know what looks really good and i grab the stuff that looks great organic shopping method yeah well yeah and that's just i'll wait yeah for for it to say to me you got to buy me <laughs> I think the, the really good point that the movie made was um, about local produce, you know, and localization. Um, there was another um, movie a couple of years ago, Economics of Happiness, which talked about that. This is more specific to do with organic farming, but points were really well made, you know, like the traditional farming methods. Half of the cost of the inputs is fossil fuels. You know, that's what it takes to, you know, fertilize that land and the de de degradation of the land requires more fertilizer and the more of the thing and the more of the thing and it's all transported by fossil fuels and then it's on these big farms and then it gets transported back out and, and distributed that way and you know the cost of that input are, are quite high and I heard something earlier on your radio show about the the joy in farming you know the joy in gardening and you know that's that's what this sort of thing is about this localization push and with organics yes there is a higher labor input but I think that can be translated into to more happiness for people. Yeah, and just traditional ways of growing things because I think what it also highlighted was that the people in, you know, India and Asia and where the, the chemicals are really doing their worst, they have been led to believe through marketing and what have you that our way, our way, which is what they think is the best way, the, the Western way is the way to go and that they're old fashioned for farming like this and that this is dead and buried where actually us in this Western world are going back to that because we know that makes complete sense. Hmm. Yeah, really going back to um, the simplicity, I think, of growing and being able to grow. But a lot, it's gone too far for a lot of farmers really, hasn't it? They just can't afford to miss, you know, like a year's crop while they change their methods of, of farming yeah you know it's strange to contemplate it one of the ones that i think really highlights it and i think will be a battleground in the future is the patenting of seeds i mean just the idea that you can own a seed that you can own something so fundamental it's a human right you know to be able to um, collect seeds and grow food and you know, you just hear some ridiculous stories. You're not allowed to grow vegetables in your front garden in some places in America. You know, things like this, you know, farmers markets aren't allowed and it's just out of whack. I think the, the challenge is taking the message from somewhere like Byron, a local bubble, and breaking through these barriers, you know, these places, these cities, and, and, and really reaching the public, the, the larger portion of the public, and, and really getting that message across. Well, you guys are doing a great job of that. Do you see yourself as a bit of a farmer or you got some farming in you? 
Yeah, I, I like. Well, I'd say I'm a gardener rather than a farmer. I, I love it. You know, it's it's one of the joys. It's been a good couple of years. I've had my first broccolis and pumpkins and potatoes. I mean, just pulling a potato out the other day. You don't even have to disrupt the plant. You just stick your hand in the dirt and you pull a potato out, and boom, there's dinner. You know, it's well, you know, put a few After things cooking. with it. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people ask this question about at Bay FM, you know, like how many people are listening, and you know, we don't really, we don't really ever know. But you know, I said earlier, do you know what sort of percentage of people in Spire and Shire might be organic or? or it's eighteen point six five three percent. Recurring. Yeah, yeah, higher than most places, I'd say. I'd say that more than half the people buy organic at some point or another, like as a choice. I mean, even in my pre-Santos days, I was always buying certain things like broccolis and, and that that you know that they just capture so much more of things. Um, Sprays and toxins. Yeah, and even after yeah. washing, you just can't get rid of it. So, you know. And apples um, and strawberries. And yeah, I think there's a lot of people that, you know, at that level. So I'd say, you know, probably 50, 60, 70% of this community. I think there's probably 30% who are hardcore. That's all they'll buy. Yeah, hard to put a number on something like that. I guess, you know, you just want to keep spreading not just the benefits to human health but to environmental health and really trying to get that message across. What are your thoughts on the moving of the farmers markets because that is a very important place controversial for question to, for us to go and and well it's it's our nutrition that's where we go to get it as well as you know in shops like your own but yeah we love the farmers market I don't really have a fixed personal view I, I understand why they want to do it but I think it's important for the farmers that, and for the Byron community they have a, a market in town somewhere at the, at the minimum so I understand what people are saying about going to Ewingsdale it's you know and I also understand that coming in on a Thursday morning is pretty hectic but that's the Byron we live in I mean it took me 15 minutes to get in here today it's it's not really just on a Thursday. Yeah, well, Cruzy Beats just called up and suggested the tennis courts here in Byron. Where would you envision? You mean next to the tennis courts? Well, or? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah possibly. And, okay. and I, that's sort of the area that I was talking about, by the oval, but there's sort of a, a gravel road. But, you know, there's a lot of things that the farmers need. You know, they need space to put their trucks behind their stalls and they need power down one side. And it's not just as easy as just finding another spot. I mean, it's got to be really practical and work for, for everyone, especially the farmers. Yeah, well, that's the prime consideration. And for the community, you know, I get that you'd want to have it in town. You know, but if, if the Butler Street bypass goes ahead, which I think is all said and done, I'm not sure, you know, I can see the, the, the sense and the logic in, in that car park being in that space. But I certainly hope that they do work together and, and find a solution that everyone's at least moderately happy with. Work organically. <laughs> so just remind us what we can do to be in the draw for the $500 voucher because it's very appealing and also just uh, what is it, a $50 voucher that we're probably going to, you know, work out yeah, some well, way of drawing? Yeah, you, you, you can, we'll, we'll work out a way that you guys can do that each month if you like. I think it'll be towards the end of October we'll draw the main prize but in September if you sign up in, in one of our stores, an email and sign a friend as well and then you'll go into the draw. Yeah, why not? Let's draw that out on All the show. Right next month what's the future what does the future hold for you what are you seeing here in byron or wherever in the world yeah i'm i'm, I'm pretty happy with my lot in life at the moment um just sort of working you know um obviously treasurer role i'm, I'm involved with the green party i'm finding really interesting at the moment i've been getting more involved there 
Because I always wonder this: um, Do you get involved because you want to make positive change, or is it what, what's what's the, what's or the ego, reason? ego gratification? Or what, um, well, I mean, people do it for different reasons, or, or maybe it starts off with one one reason, or or you know, this is your intention, but then it gets changed somehow I through being involved. I think that's what happens. Yeah, I think most people probably get involved in that way. To be honest, I just want to see people voting green, even just green thinking, you know, progressive and for solutions, you know, and, and at the moment I think the Greens hold the best economic solutions, you know, in terms of investment and renewables. And it's just amazing to see it actually happen on the ground. So, you know, when you go out door knocking, which we were in the recent state campaign, talking to people, having conversations, it's just amazing the, the response that you get from people in the community just by having those conversations. And um, to be part of that change and to be there on election night when, when Tamara one was, you know, it was probably one of the best nights of my life. It was really exhilarating. When's the next election coming up? There's, um, I think you've got council elections in a year. We've also got the federal election, I think, which is coming up as well. And um, the Greens have got a really good candidate there in Dawn Walker. We've already started our preparations for that and ways that we can really, um, hopefully, convert the Richmond electorate to, to be green. Well, you're a busy man. I really appreciate you spending the time to come in and talk to us today on Belly. Thanks, Michael. Bay FM 99.9, the community voice of Byron and beyond. On air and online.